So I did a little experiment with Josie. We got together, I wrote out what I was going to do during my day, and then we did a little bit of research. We did some playing with words. And what we found out is it's really easy to be a racist. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Yes, I'm doing a Thursday. So this will be a shorter podcast. I only have a couple things to talk about. Uh, tomorrow's is going to be a little bit heavier because a lot of stuff is happening. Uh, Supreme Court has released a couple of kind of huge decisions. Uh, Joe Biden is getting some kickback from his little trip. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about everything tomorrow. But today, we are going to talk about this because today is Racism Day. Yay! Well, President Biden today signed a bill that would make June 19th, which is better known as well, I mean, it's not really known at all, honestly, but it's known as Juneteenth. Biden, during the ceremony, and we'll talk about what that is in a second. Biden, during the well, we will talk about it now. What um, June 19th is, in June 19th, 1865, was the day that Union Army General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston, Texas, and told the slaves of their emancipation ordered by Abraham Lincoln on January 1st, 1863, through the Emancipation Proclamation. Now, you may have noticed something here. Um, I, it was two and a half years after Lincoln legalized the Emancipation Proclamation. You might be saying to yourself, well, that's kind of weird. It, we'll, we'll talk about that. I, I, I don't really care. Honestly, I really don't care what date they choose. And there, there probably is some good reason why June 19th is actually selected. During the ceremony, and by the way, this was a bipartisan bill. It was passed by the Senate and it was passed by the House. Uh, during the, the ceremony, uh, Biden said, I have to say to you, I've only been president for several months, but I think this is going to go down for me as one of my greatest honors. I will have as president. I regret that my grandchildren aren't here because this is really, really, really important moment in our history. By making Juneteenth a federal holiday, all Americans can feel the power of this day and learn from our history and celebrate the progress and grapple with the distance we've come and the distance we will travel. Now, I mean, that's not a bad thing to say, but I, I do want to point out... Um, we were already five years into a civil war, and when June 19th happened, uh, the civil war was over, and we had already freed the slaves. So I I'm kind of curious as to why we're not celebrating the four years during the war. We never seem to celebrate that. The other thing that gets me is, you know, Abraham Lincoln did do this two years earlier. I So... Here's the thing. I actually like this idea. I do like this idea. I think it's great that we are celebrating the Emancipation Proclamation. I'll even go a step further. I think that it's great that we're doing it on Juneteenth and not January 1st. January 1st is already a, a national holiday. Yeah, June 19th is a little bit obscure, but the reality is it is a free date throw it on the holiday. And I think we should celebrate the Emancipation Proclamation. 
So, uh, uh, but I also think there are some real reasons they don't want to celebrate it on January 1st. And I, what bothers me about it is it seems like they are actually separating the Emancipation Proclamation and the freedom of the slaves from Abraham Lincoln. And I think we all know why, because everyone today seems to be calling Abraham Lincoln a racist. He's not, obviously. He never owned a slave in his life, and he was actually born poor, born in a log cabin, had to walk six miles to get and borrow book, books to get an education. Excuse me. But, you know, Abraham Lincoln is being called racist by the left just because he's a white guy, and they're saying, well, he had the Civil War not for ending of slavery, which is was the primary purpose of the Civil War. The secondary purpose of the Civil War was to keep the Union together. He did not believe that the Union should be separate. But they want to separate Lincoln, who wrote the Emancipation Proclamation, from the actual freeing of the slaves. I don't like that. That's one reason I'm not a big fan of Juneteenth. I would rather, I, I would hope that now, People know what the Emancipation Proclamation is. I know if I I go through the I go through the citizenship test, that question is on the citizenship test, and every time I ask someone, they usually don't know what the Emancipation Proclamation is. I think that's a tragedy. I think that's a tragedy. But Biden said also that this is a day of reflection. He said, quote, we can't rest until the promise of equality is fulfilled for every one of us in every corner of this nation. Okay, uh, this is where he gets political. He doesn't mean equality. He means equity. There's already equality in the country. He wants equity. That, to me, is the meaning of Juneteenth. So let's make the, this very Juneteenth tomorrow. The first, and it's not tomorrow, it's on the 19th, so it's day after tomorrow. Uh, Biden's got to screw up somewhere. So let's make this very Juneteenth tomorrow the first that our nation will celebrate all together as one nation, a Juneteenth of action on many fronts. And that's I like that. This is this should be this should be construed as a unifying date. It's the date where blacks, slaves, people of color, because they weren't just blacks. And the evils were abolished by the United States. And we fought a war for four years to end that evil. Now, what I hate about the left is the left has a tendency of if you give a mouse a cookie. If you've ever read the book, Give a Mouse a Cookie, it's a, it's a children's book. But it's commonly applied in politics. If you give a mouse a cookie, he wants a glass of milk. Um, CNN and a bunch of other reporters, Ben Shapiro brought this up, and then I saw it on CNN, so I thought I'd bring it up. Reporters are saying that because Republicans did approve uh, the Juneteenth as being a national holiday, well, why are they rejecting critical race theory? Well, there's a reason they're rejecting critical race theory. They're rejecting critical race theory because Juneteenth is a celebration of America's ability to move past its own sins because they were evil and not in tune with our Constitution 
or our philosophy. We did the same thing several times. We did this with Jim Crow, with the Civil Civil Rights Act of 1964 or 63. I can never get those dates right. We did it with women's suffrage. Hey, white men were the ones, we did it with the Civil War. And it was white, mostly white people that wanted to end slavery because those were the ones that were going to have the power to do it. It was men who ended women's inability to vote because white men were the only ones who could have the power to do it. That's patriarchy, by the way. And I get that. And it was a white president and a white Congress that signed in the Civil Rights Act. Because why? Because everyone saw it as evil. Slavery, Jim Crow, women's suffrage, the internment of the Japanese in the 40s. All this was evil, and we always tried to make up for it. CRT is a refusal to believe in the United States, and white people, for that matter, have ever moved forward. All our systems, our history, and white people have never grown, never moved past the evils of 1619, which, by the way, 1619, we... We talk about that that 1619 project is full of crap anyway. But it but they refuse to believe we've ever moved past that. We are still systemically racist. White people are racist. White there's a patriarchy, there's white privilege, all this crap. CRT refuses to take us away from slavery. It's backwards. And it's trying to indoctrinate our children into believing that they are either victims or they are oppressors based off the amount of melatonin or melanin in their skin. It's disgusting. There is a big difference between Juneteenth and CRT. There's a reason Republicans will vote for Juneteenth. They will not vote for CRT. Because Juneteenth is a day we should be celebrating together as a day this country was completely free to slavery. Now, we still had Jim Crow. We still had evils in the country. We should never forget that. I mean, Jim Crow lasted 100 years. Jim Crow lasted longer than slavery. Almost as long as slavery, actually. I take that back. But we still have to look and say, this is fantastic. Look at what we did. I even wonder if we should celebrate the Civil Rights Act so that we remember that. Or have a national holiday for women's suffrage. Let's face it, we work enough. All right? Give a mouse a cookie and they're going to sit back and say, well, if you approve Juneteenth, you've got to approve CRT and, and Republicans are looking at them and, you know, flipping the double bird. Okay, so this is the one I really wanted to do today. And that's why the podcast is going to be a little bit shorter. So Ibram X. Candy, the grandson of critical theory, which was a theory, I believe, in the 60s, 70s, and the father of critical race theory, was once asked to define racism. This is what he said. I love this quote, by the way. Quote, I would define it, racism, as a collection of racist policies that lead to racial inequality that are substantiated by racist ideas. Now, I'm not as smart as Ibram. I don't think I am. But I speak English. I don't know what that means. 
I was taught that if you were going to be asked to define something, do not use the same word in the def definition. For example, a pencil is made up of materials that make up a pencil. That's not a definition of a pencil. It doesn't make any sense. If an alien came down to Earth and asked to define racism or define a pencil, and we used either one of these definitions, guess what? That alien's going to say, I still, okay, so what's racism? But this is why I don't like Ibram X. Kendi. Because the actual definition of racism is when a, one person of a certain race sees himself as an authority over another race or sees him as a moral superior to another race. That's racism. But the problem with Ibram X. Kendi is the way he defines racism, it has to change the definition. His idea with racism is that the policies that, if you don't like the policies that Ibram X. Kendi likes, you're a racist. Now, this isn't rocket science. On Saturday, I'm going to, I'm going to read you the introduction. He says this in his introduction. Of course, his introduction is also based on like 12 lies, which have completely made his book irrelevant as far as my mind is concerned. When you base your entire book on lies, and I've said this all the time, I say it, matter of fact, I say it a lot because the left usually bases their philosophy on lies. Donald Trump is a white supremacist because he said uh, oh, the white supremacists were good people. Actually, he never said that. You're basing it on a lie. Actually, Ibram X. Kendi does that in his book, too. That is basing your philosophy or your conclusion on a lie. I hate it. Ibram X. Kendi does this all the time. He cannot use the standard form, standard definition of racism. Because guess what that would do? It would make him a racist. Because Ibram X. Kendi believes he has moral authority as a black man over white people because white people are inferior morally. So he has to come up with something. Policy does not make one a racist. And this is what drives me crazy. And I tell you, on Saturday, that's going to be an exciting one. It's going to be a, 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 a lot longer a, a podcast. It's probably going to be at least an hour. But I suggest, hey, take a look at it, listen to it, and then you can sit back and uh, know whether you want to read this book or not. You, because you might want to read it. I do like reading books that I know I'm not going to agree with. I do. I love reading them. They just annoy the crap out of me. Ibram X. Kendi's book annoyed the crap out of me. Okay, so what I decided to do is, am I a racist? So Josie and I sat back. We went through a couple of, not podcasts, but some web pages that I did, and uh, discussed about all the things that were racist in the world. And on my step-by-step -step things that I do during the day, and I defined 40 things that I did, um, we found out that, yeah, it's really easy to make me a racist. So let's go over my day and let's talk about all the things that I did during the day that just proves that I'm a racist. And all this stuff, you can look this stuff up. It's there. It's out there. I am not making any of these up. The only thing I'm making up is I'm beginning to stretch my imagination a little bit 
to actually make what I did look racist. But it works. And it's actually kind of funny if it weren't so sad. So let's start with right when I wake up. Number one, I woke up early in the morning because I had things to do. That's racist because my life has goals. I need to meet on a daily basis and progression in life and motivation is considered white uh, white privilege. Not kidding. Anti-racists are teaching that to your kids. Number two, my bedroom is also called a master bedroom. That's racist because the bedroom is the master. Number three, I pee in an American standard toilet. This is racist because America is, systemic, is a systemically racist country and it's inequitable since other countries whose populations are mostly people of color do not have running water. I drink two glasses of water. That's racist because people of color can't swim, apparently, uh, and water is racist. I put on jeans and a long sleeve shirt. My ensemble is racist because it's made of cotton. And cotton is a symbol of slavery. My t-shirt also has an American flag, which is racist because the flag represents oppression of people of color and systemic racism. I went on a four-mile walk. That's racist because white people walk differently and more authoritatively than people of color. And this makes sidewalks a part of white privilege and white supremacy. I'm not kidding. That's out there. I did a podcast on it. I didn't wear a mask, which is racist, because people of color are more susceptible to the China virus, and I don't care. I just don't care. And people who are, I'm sorry, I didn't finish that one. And, okay, no, I did did finish that one. Number nine, calling the COVID-19 virus, the China virus, is racist against Chinese people. Number 10, I carried my walking stick, which I always carry. That's racist because my stick is made of oak, and oak is a tree, and trees symbolize lynching of black people, making trees racist. While I was walking, I listened to uh, the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh podcast, his podcast, which is racist because Matt Walsh is a symbol of white supremacist hate. When I go outside, I take deep breaths of the morning air. The air is racist because it's polluted, and pollution affects people of color far worse than white people. A la AOC, she said that. All this stuff is, is, you can can validate this stuff. Look it up. Pollution affects uh, minorities more than white people. It's there. Trust me. I'm not making this up. When I finish my walk, I make a cup of coffee. Coffee is racist because it's cultivated and collected by oppressed and enslaved people in Latin American countries. I watched the Ben Shapiro show on the Daily Wire, which is racist. Because the Ben Shapiro because Ben Shapiro is a symbol of white supremacist hate. He's Jewish. Uh, he's an Orthodox Jew, but he's a white supremacist. Go figure. I write my blog post. That's racist because it's written in English, which is the language of colonialism, which destroyed the indigenous people of America. I watch Louder with Crowder which is racist because Steven Crowder and his minions are symbols of white supremacist hate. I record my podcast spewing my conservative, racist, white supremacist hate. I was hungry, so I went to 7-Eleven and I bought a burrito. It was made out of beef and jalapeno, 
extra spicy. That's racist because it's cultural appropriation of the Latinx culture. Number 19, I drink water to cool my mouth after eating an extra spicy burrito. That's racist because people of color can't swim, apparently, and water is racist. Josie came over for her lunch. I made her a grilled salami and cheese sandwich. That's racist because she is Latinx, and I expected her to be over because of my white privilege. Josie peed in my American Standard toilet. It's racist for me to have an American Standard toilet, not because she peed in it, but because I'm racist, because America is a a symbol of systemic racism and unequitable and is unequitable since other countries whose populations are people of color do not have running water. It is also racist because I assume Josie would be okay with peeing in a symbol of systemic racism that is unequitable since other countries whose populations are of people of color who do not have running water. 23. Josie kisses me goodbye. That's racist because I expected her to satisfy my desire and uh, for appreciation with a kiss because of my white privilege. I'm not sure, but I think it's probably sexist. But we're not talking sexism right now. Probably toxic masculinity out there. I don't know. We're just going to go with the racism thing. That works better. Number 24, I like to read. And I read a chapter from three different books every day. Reading is racist because it is attained through the education system and all systems are systemic in America are systemically racist. I, I take a nap. This is racist because I have white privilege to take a nap and I do it in my master bedroom, which is also racist. 27, I wake up to watch The Five after an hour. The Five is on Fox News. This is racist because Fox News is a symbol of white supremacist hate. The hockey playoff game starts. Tampa Bay versus the New York Islanders. This is racist because no one kneels in the pro- to protest during the national anthem, which is a symbol of white supremacist hate. That's the national anthem. I cheers Tampa Bay wins 4-1. to one. This is racist because of the inequitable outcome of the game. Somebody had to win, somebody had to lose. And it's rep- representative of the inequitable outcomes, inequitable outcomes between whites and people of color. <coughs> I'm not kidding there. That's I make chicken and corn for dinner. And chicken is racist because chicken poops, chickens poop and fart, and they create carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide pollutes the air. Air pollution affects people of color disproportionately from white people. Corn is racist because it is the food of the indigenous people, and eating it is cultural appropriation. I grilled the chicken and corn on my barbecue. That is racist because it adds carbon monoxide to the air. Air pollution affects people of color disproportionately from white people. I have a Budweiser beer to drink. That's racist because Bud is an American beer. Sort of. It's actually from Belgium now. A Belgium company owns them. And America symbolizes the oppression of people of color and systemic racism. So it's American beer. It You know, Budweiser. They, they call it the king of beers. It's king of American beers. 
The owner of the house gave me a Corona, and we watched the basketball playoff game together. Corona is a Mexican beer, so I was appropriating Mexican culture. I decided to watch the movie, Shaun of the Dead. This is racist because this British film does not have enough people of color acting in it or producing it. Watching a British film is also racist because of the colonialism of the British to America exploiting the indigenous people. Are you getting the hint here? You, you seeing what's going on here? I'm watching the movie outside and turn on my lights. That is racist because I bought the lights at Walmart. Walmart is racist because, I don't know, it's racist for something. Okay, it's racist because it's Walmart. It, it, oh, they, I don't know. But I know something's wrong with Walmart. You can look that one up. After I go to bed, I go inside and lock my door. This is racist because my implicit bias assumes a person of color will break into my place and rob me. I go to bed. This is racist because I sleep in a master bedroom. I fall asleep. This is racist because my white privilege allows me to relax enough to fall asleep. That was my racist day. How many of you actually find it insane that everything I do can be construed by racism? And by the way, everything, go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and look at the list of 40 things I did. And I actually skipped one. I, I actually went to a casino later. I got out of my master bedroom and went to a casino with Josie. By the way, Josie's Hispanic. Okay. And we went to an Indian casino. Guess what I was probably racist for doing there? Though I hate gambling, Josie loves gambling. So I'm probably a racist because I don't support the Indian reservation, Indian casino. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but you see how easy it is to construe everything as racist? And all of this stuff is there. It's out there. Google it. How are beds racist? How is air racist? How are sidewalks racist? How is white people walking racist or a sign of right privilege it's all out there half of the stuff that i mentioned i've actually talked about in a podcast or wrote about in my blog it's just absolutely incredible um it's really easy to demonize people is the problem and the bigger problem is these folks are trying to demonize people that just are living their lives and I'm afraid of what they're going to do when the demonization actually becomes systemic. Because it's not systemic now. Now it's cultural. Now it's just cultural. It's culture, it's culture to believe I have white privilege and implicit bias and that I'm racist and that I have to be an anti-racist. But now they're trying to add it into the actual system. They're trying to make laws over it. And when you start making laws that say you're implicitly biased, you are definitely have white privilege, you are definitely a victimizer, what doesn't that justify bad things happening to me? And aren't we seeing that in the streets today? That's why, that's why CRT is rejected. And June 9th, Juneteenth has nothing to do with it. Oh, right. I said this was going to be shorter. It actually ended up longer. It's almost, I, I'm actually gone almost the entire 30 minutes. Josie had a job interview. That's why I, I'm not actually hanging out with her. Um, we also 
her sister is also um, ill, so we had to take care of her last night. So I'm sure Josie is probably at home sleeping. I hope she is. So you can um, download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, um, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. One of my pod, uh, Dumbasses Talking Politics video shorts got kicked off of YouTube for inappropriate child material. So guess what? I'm probably just going to dump everything. I know exactly why they got rid of it, too. It had nothing to do with not being appropriate for children. Uh, I'm probably going to start just dumping it on Rumble, and I don't give a damn rat's damn about YouTube. If they're going to knock me two or three times, I actually did appeal it, but I, I know it's not going anywhere. Um, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, and you can read this uh, blog post. It's, it's actually quite interesting. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.